You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm super excited because I've got a very special guest on the other line all the way from the USA who just got married nine days ago and who is in the middle of an election um, at the moment. She's uh, spending time to have this podcast with us. So a little bit about this person. She is the expert when it comes to digital courses and membership programs, both on the the um, membership construct on the the course con- course or membership construction side of things, and also the digital marketing side of things. Her company, Auxilium Virgil, supports and empowers business owners through strategic online growth, course and membership construction, and digital marketing. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Brittany Thornton Homko. Brittany, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks. So it feels weird to hear the name out loud, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Super I'm probably the, the first person to say it since the priest, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been signing it on receipts and stuff and just going, ah, oh, I got to change my signature now. That's started the new, new life. Well, thank thank God it's down there in the bottom left on that Zoom thing. Because as I was introducing you, I completely forgot your surname. And I was like, what was it again? <laughs> but then I just read it down there and read it perfectly. So good to know. Um, Brittany, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I do. I do. Um, my business coach says this a lot and it's where focus goes energy flows and I Mm. love it because it's just it's really short but I tend to be somebody who I get distracted I ooh shiny penny and um and so I I have that on a sticky note here on my monitor because when I get distracted or I decide that I'm going to go down this path or create something and like I'm like no I need my energy my focus to just stay like you know, in the the right direction. Yes. Love that. I'm a huge fan of that one myself. And I, the way I use it is if there's something that I want to grow, I'm like, cool, I'm going to put my focus in that. And then it just magically, it's like magic, right? It's like, okay, got this thing I want to do. Let me just put all my energy and focus on it. And voila, it, it gets better. So I love that one there. Um, Brittany, I'm going to hand it over to you. I believe you're, you've got uh, three secrets you want to share with us that are all about taking the overwhelm out of your digital course launch without the fear of launching to crickets or, or making costly mistakes. I'm going to hand it over to you. I'm going to sit back and uh, I'll, I'll um, chime in if, if uh, I'm curious or you know if anything needs to be said, but I'm going to hand it over to you. What are these three secrets? I'm curious. Yeah, so the three secrets were something that I noticed um, in my time working as a consultant, where I was a launch strategist, a consultant with actually developing the courses, and my clients would bring me on to help them from the get-go, from developing their idea, validating it with their audience, creating the content, recording the videos, setting up their student portal, and then actually selling. And everything was pretty smooth across the board with every single one of my clients pretty consistently until we got to the launch part. And I saw the most confident women just fall into this like pit of self-doubt and worry and stress. 
and it, I was like, okay, what's going on here? What are the common themes that I'm seeing where these women who, and I, I primarily work with women, um, we've had a few male clients too, <laughs> but what, what is going on that these women who know their stuff, who are completely booked out on the one-on-one consulting and coaching side of things, why are they doubting themselves when it comes to creating a digital course and selling it? Because all they're doing is cataloging their knowledge and then putting it online and selling it in a recurring revenue model. It should be a piece of cake, right? Well, so I have got my notes here. Um, so the first thing was that when it came to developing a marketing strategy, they felt like they had to be everywhere. They had to post all the things in all the places. And I think part of that is because we see and we hear a lot that people have to see and react and engage with your content upwards of seven plus times to be able to even like want to buy from you. Right. And that makes sense because there's a trust factor there. You know, I know that if I go to Target or if I go to Under Armour, I'm going to get a certain level of quality from the products that they offer. But this guy down the street with a new bakery, I haven't tried his cupcakes yet. I don't know if he's worth the salt or sugar. And so we started looking at, okay, where is it worth focusing your effort? And I think that's the, that's really the first secret is that you just need to pick one platform, especially when this is new to you. There's so much content that you're creating just for one platform. And it is true that you need to reach out and you need to be promoting the heck out of yourself. And people need to see you seven, 17, 37 times before they'll buy from you. I had a client who, um, reached out to me after following me for seven months and just finally was like, yep. Okay. It's ready. I'm ready now. You know, it's time. It was seven months of that before she was willing to jump in. So it is true that you need to do that, but you don't need to do it on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram. Like just pick one platform and own it. I think that's, that's the key to that first success. hundred percent. Are you okay if I give my two cents? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes. So I, I love that, you know, and I, in every industry, because I, I help the fitness industry, personal trainers in there, also course creators as well. And you know, everyone wants more clients, right? And the first question I ask, all right, cool. What do you do on your marketing? And they'll tell me that I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Pinterest. I'm like, okay, but what's the strategy? Uh, I don't know. I just sort of post. It's like, ah, you know, it'd probably be better off focus on one dominate that one because there's let's use a facebook group at the moment you know we're live in this this facebook group now that's a lot of work you know you got to post you got to reply to comments you got to invite people in your group you've got to you know find people to friend request to ask them to be in your group you've got to spend some time getting to know them in the dm so you're not just spamming people with with group links you got to go in other group links and interact like that's hard work you know, and if you got to do that, and then if you're doing, if you want to grow your Instagram as well, you got to put that same effort in there. It's a full-time job. And maybe if you know what you're doing, you can do it. But if you're trying to figure it out, like you're just spinning your wheel. So I, I love how you've said that. Pick one, master that one. Okay, cool. I know how to use this one. Now let me go on and use this other one. So good tip there. This is not one of my three, but I think that, you know, the other thing here is that you, with the the course launches specifically, there's this pressure on that one specific time frame where you have to nail it. And it's like the biggest myth in the course creation industry because 
the beauty of this is you've spent all this effort to create something and then you just continually relaunch and you make it available and you repurpose content. I mean, you're, this is streaming in a Facebook group. It's going to go on your podcast. I know you're going to repurpose it in other areas. That's the trick to, you know, when you're able to, to take one piece of content and then you put it across five different platforms. But if you're just starting out, keep it simple and just master that one thing and be okay with like taking your time, you know, like you, you're in business for a while, <laughs> like hopefully. So you've got time to, um, to, to really just kind of, sorry, that was my pup, um, <laughs> to, to just kind of, you know, like enjoy it and, and learn and grow at a pace that just fits you, you know? Love it. I'll, um, I'll, I'll two cents on that as well. So how many, when I first launched my first ever online course, Brittany, take a guess how many I sold. Mm, 30. I wish zero. <laughs> all right. I didn't even launch. I just had a course and didn't do anything with it, you know? So oh. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing. Right. But now I've sold tens of thousands of them. So anyone watching this and they're like, okay, you know, I didn't sell any on my launch. Hey, I sold zero on my launch too. And now I've sold tens of things. Yeah. Same thing as you. I, yep. I, I have a course that I no longer even have tried to sell. I just use it as like a gift, like a freebie or a lead magnet, um, you know, something, or it's a tool for my clients. But I'm just like, nope, that was my first course. Never sold a penny. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yes. Okay. Secret number two, Brittany. I like number one, so I'm excited to hear number two. <laughs> Secret number two. Um, well, this kind of goes into what we were talking about with with kind of pacing yourself. Mm. So when like when we how do I say this? Like when we look at where we want to be, right? Like with I want to sell tens of thousands of courses, or even just, I want to sell a hundred of my coaching programs, whatever your goal is, there's usually somebody that you can mentally visualize. Um, for me, it was Amy Porterfield, mm, the, the yes. course queen, right? And, um, and I looked at her and I was like, that one day, that's going to be my goal mm. is to get to that point. And at the beginning, I fell into this trap too, that you, that I had to behave like Amy Porterfield mm. in order to get Amy Porterfield's level of success. Yeah. And we learn from mimicking. Like that's one of the best ways that people learn. And especially when it comes to hiring coaches, you're learning somebody's specific method. And that's usually the method is, Hey, I did this to get to this. So you should do this to get to this too. One of the ways that I pick my coaches is are they teaching me a strategy or are they teaching me like a specific step pathway? Um, the strategies I love because it's something I can adapt to me and to my business. But if you're telling me that I need to go live three times a day and I need to, you know, 
send out an email to my list every single day and I need to post these types of prompts and you're going to give me templates, I back away from that because that's not who I am. Yep. Um, my, my kind of example is when you were in high school, um, and I don't know if uh, Bowling for Soup, I don't know if you've heard that band or if that's just an American no, band. Oh, yeah, 1985. Is that yes. that? Yeah, 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 I've heard one song of them, yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, because it's, it's on my like, Spotify. It, <laughs> I love that. So it's, it's the same concepts, like in business, in high school, in work, that you have these, these figures, right? The cheerleader, the football jock, the nerd, the brainiac. And in high school, when we don't know any better, we feel like, oh, we're only going to be popular if we're the lead cheerleader and the high school football jock, right? But in business, it's completely different. We have that mentality, but if you think about it from a perspective of the brainiac or the nerd or the chess mathlete, like they can be cool and popular too. So when it comes to creating a digital course, what I work with with my clients is what makes you unique? I have a, a coaching client right now who um, today in a call told me that she got her brand inspiration from a video game. And if you know anything about women in video games, like there's not a ton of us, <laughs> but she's, you know, she's like, that's kind of where I am and that's who I am. And I'm like, go for it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to attract the people who are into that. And those are the people who are going to wholeheartedly lean in and they're going to buy your course because you and they vibe and like, it's just this tribe. So I get, that's my kind of secret number two is that the more authentic your branding as to who you are as a person, the more successful that you'll connect with your audience and the faster that you'll actually achieve that level of success. And, you know, in my case, like I'll become the Amy Porterfield or like somebody may sell courses and like hit that 10,000 mark or something like that, but they're not going to do it by being Jonah. They're going to do it by being Timmy or Jenny and finding their own way to do that. And it's unfortunately like the longer, more complicated, less easy way, <laughs> but it's also the more successful. Love it. I'll piggyback off that as well. I, I can't agree more, you know, it's like, let me think of my two cents on this. So I guess there's, there's multiple actually good points in there. I think it's good mentioning Amy Porterfield. Cause I think there is a good part of, of having that idol where it's like, Hey, if she can do it, where the hell can't I? You know what she got that I don't, you know? So it's good to have that that motivation or even show it's possible. You know, hey, someone else can do it. Maybe I can do it as well. Um, but, you know, if you just try and mimic exactly what that person does, there's a couple things going on. Firstly, probably it won't be super authentic, but also you're never going to do Amy Porterfield like Amy Porterfield does because she's Amy Porterfield. Not saying you can't be better or different or worse, but if you're trying to be her, it's not going to work, you know? And even further still, even if you look at the, the numbers, I think Amy Porterfield's course is about $1,000, give or take, is it? It's 2000 okay, 2000 So, and I think she sold something like $4 million worth. Did you see that on her Instagram? What'd she sell, $4 million in one launch? Yeah, a couple million dollars. Um, and, and the thing about, not to get, sorry, to totally, um, but Amy Porterfield's model is to do one signature launch a mm -hmm. year and she makes all of her money, or I would say the majority of it, she's got a few other offers on the table, but the majority of her money is made from that one launch a year. I have clients who launch 
every month. I have clients who launch twice a year. I have clients who, you know, they launch four times a year. So you you know, your, your model may be different too, just based on your business model, not even just your personality. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's even piggyback off that a bit. So I launch every week, believe it or not. I've got something like 30 different courses. Every week is, is a different one, you know? And uh, there's a few things with that. Firstly, it's like, okay, I can teach that model, which is different to Amy's model, right? So if someone's like, oh, just once a year, what if I don't, you know, maybe she's, and I'm not saying hers is better or worse or whatever. It's just a different one, you know? So it's like, cool, here's one way you can do it. Here's the other way you can do it in, in terms of business models. And even back to, what was I going back with Amy? So yeah, she made, you know, $2 million on, on her launch or whatever uh, it may be. Because of that, like if you try and be her, you're not going to beat her at, at her own game because she'll be able to make her course more affordable. Because if she's got $4 million or whatever it is coming in, okay, she's going to have assistance. She's going to have video production. She's going to have, you know, everything just so much better. Like her $2,000 course is probably worth most people's $10,000 course, you know? So if you just try and do that, you're going to be a poor imitation. But if you can find another way, okay, cool. Then you can compete in, in a different level. So I love how you've mentioned that. And I love how you've mentioned the, the strategy versus the steps as well. Because it's one thing to say, all right, this is what you got to do. Three lives a day and, you know, four Instagram posts. And, you know, that's all right. I'm not saying it, it doesn't work, you know, but what's the strategy? Hey, your goal is to get whatever it is, you know, 100 emails a month, for example. Okay, Brittany. What are you going to, here's a menu. What are you going to do? What can you bring to the table? What can you do? Okay. I would do that because of this. I, I love that way of thinking. So very good point. Thank you. All yeah. right. P point number three. Yes. So the third one, I, I love this one. That's why I saved it for last because we saved the best for last. Um, but the myth that the complicated and creative launches are only for the seasoned course creators this this whole podcast kind of is focused more on the newbie course creator the somebody who is overwhelmed and this is something that every single one of my clients comes to me and as soon as they say i just need some help i need some guidance here so i say okay great i can give you that guidance as soon as we start getting into the weeds i hear that big o word every time i get overwhelmed the complicated launches I don't think <laughs> um, newbies should necessarily be tackling, but that doesn't mean that you can't be creative about it. Mm -hmm. One of the best launches that I saw was a guy in a membership that I'm in. His thing is Facebook ads. He teaches Facebook ads. He has a course all about Facebook ads and he delivered the content every day for his challenge that was his launch via a Facebook ad, like a very targeted ad so that instead of getting an email, you got an ad in your Facebook feed that gave you the content. And then after the ad would run at the end of the day, he would actually follow up with an email just in case he didn't see it. But the first day that I signed up for this challenge, just said, oh, what the heck, I'm going to add to my swipe files. And so I signed up for this challenge and as I'm rolling or scrolling through my Facebook feed, I see his ad and it was day one of the challenge. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, that's so creative because what you're doing is kind of reinforcing your expertise in ads, right? Now, do I expect somebody who's very new to launching courses to be able to come up with 
a very well-targeted ad campaign? No. That guy's thing was ads. Your thing may be dog training or gymnastics or how to open a coffee shop. Whatever it is that your course is, if you can find a way to reinforce your expertise in a creative way so that it catches your audience's attention and it does not just become, do you have X problem? Well, with my Y formula, you can achieve Z results with zero headache. Like everybody's heard that. And that's the safe way to go. It's safe because you figure everybody's doing it. So it's got to work, right? And it just, big fish, or I'm sorry, little fish, big ocean, right? It's, you're just one in many. But if you want to be a big fish in a small pond, just get a little creative, start looking at what is that thing that makes me super unique? Going back to secret number two, what is that thing that makes me super unique and super special and stands out? Maybe it's the fact that I'm a gamer girl, or in my case, maybe it's the fact that I have a duck farm, <laughs> something that helps me stand out in people's memories. And it's just kind of quirky, fun, whatever it is that makes you, you. And that's something I'm struggling to come up with examples here because it really is unique to the person. Um, but I'll share, that- I'll, I'll share it. So say a couple of things in, that I'm known for in, um, I know, oh, yeah, who cares? I'll, I'll share it, you know? So a lot of things I share on my Instagram, I just share like stuff about Tinder and my dating life, you know? just funny stuff, nothing serious and that sort of stuff, but it sort of connects with that person. You know, it's like, okay, somebody that's um, super serious and professional, like they're not going to go for my stuff because they're like, this guy's posting Tinder on his Instagram. I'm not going to, you know, connect with this guy here, but for the people that are more um, laid back in that side of things, they'll connect with that more. Yes. That is, thank you. That was exactly what I was trying to say. Was. I, did, I didn't want to say it because I'm embarrassed to say it in this group, but it serves the point. So whatever. Well, if it makes you feel any better, um, the same tactics that I use to network um, on a business like uh, perspective, I used to land a husband on a dating app. Oh, so, I might, I, I might actually download this freebie. Actually, I wasn't going to download it, but if you can help me on on Tinder and get some dates, send it over. You no, might shut up and take my email. <laughs> no, it's like I, I literally I built a course called Networking Basics because there were so many, you know, so many questions at the onset about how do I grow my audience organically? Like, how do I? And you know what? The same tactics I used to get from just texting somebody on a dating app to actually getting on a first date and like seeing that person in real life, the exact same tactics that I used to connect with somebody on Facebook off of a Facebook group or comment or on LinkedIn, and then either have them hire me or have me hire them in a business relationship because you're acknowledging and validating that they're human beings and you're being real. So um, what you were saying about the Tinder thing, what you're really doing is you're letting your audience know that despite my massive loads of success, I'm a real human being and I'm approachable and I'm like, you can connect with me and you can work with me and it's going to be fun and laid back because despite my massive loads of success, I'm a real human being. <laughs> Love it. I'm, um, yes. I mean, let's get back on. Cause I was going to go on the dating path, but I'm like, I'm going to ask some dating questions, but that's probably not good for the listeners. Just one question though. This also works men that are interested in women as well. Right. 
not just the okay perfect yeah because uh, i'd prefer to land a wife personally than, than a husband so just double checking that um awesome all right cool so there's some really good tips there Brittany. i i agree with with all of them there's a few questions i like to finish the podcast off with the first one is around the course creation tool now we got everything in this group we got teachable thingific new zenla kajabi member press uh, wordpress uh, member vault everything in there I'm curious. Actually, I think I know what you use, but I'm sure most of our, our listeners or watchers won't. What's your platform of choice? Uh, so I like Newsendler and I'm a big either Kajabi or Newsendler person. Those are the two platforms I work with as a consultant. But, um, and I've, I've dabbled in quite a few of them and it was a, it was a heavy research intense um, decision. But for me, the capabilities of Newsendler are comparable to that of Kajabi, but the price point makes it a no-brainer. Um, I'm one of those people who likes to have really nice functionality in things, but I do not like paying nice prices. <laughs> so if I can get it for a bargain, I will. And I've hosted a couple courses on Newsendler now and built out courses for clients. And I've been very, very happy with the, the functionality. Yes, so I use it for one of my businesses. So I, I quite like it too. Um, okay, my next question, Brittany, is around mentors. So you've dropped a couple names. You've mentioned Amy Porterfield. You've mentioned one of your business mentors there. So I'm curious to who your mentors have been. And I'll ask this in, in three different ways. So if you can give us a mentor that you've paid money to, you've handed over money and done their course or hired them as a coach or consultant, someone that you haven't paid money, but you follow them, uh, and then a book or two that you recommend every course creator should read. What can you tell us there? Oh, okay. So somebody that I've paid money to, um, nah, it's kind of a tie between what I call the Michelles. Um, they're both named Michelle. I have Michelle Terpstra. She's a sales coach and she has fundamentally altered my mindset towards getting on that conversation or like getting out there and having that sales conversation rather than just value, but actual mm -hmm. selling. Yes, um, love it. It's literally money yeah. <laughs> like, that's on the table for that. So that was yeah. a complete awesome investment. And then my other paid mentor was Michelle Stonehill. Um, she's a, a British um, business coach and her big thing is helping women um, achieve millionaire success without all the hustle. So I really liked that model too. And she's been amazing. And that's where, that, uh, where I first heard that quote, where focus goes, energy flows. Yes, love it. Okay, unpaid. Yeah, unpaid. Um, and you can't say Amy Porterfield because you've already said her and everyone says her. No, actually, um, my, uh, my unpaid mentor is actually a client of mine. Oh. Uh, one, of, one of my, my favorite parts of the consulting and coaching work that I do is that I get to work with other coaches. And so Alison Loftus, uh, she has a group that's mainly focused um, in America. She does have a few members um, elsewhere, but she's a business coach who um, just is all about light and life and positivity. And um, one of the reasons I absolutely love her is that she's a very strong personality, but she's totally embraced her femininity, which is a, a unique thing to mm. balance, um, to be strong, but feminine at the same time. And she's just, oh, she's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Book or two? 
Yeah, okay. So this one is, um, I'm a, I actually have this one here and a good friend gave it to me. It is not what I think you would consider to be a typical book, <laughs> um, but it's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse by Char Charlie Mackery. And when you were a kid, is that a kid's book you're saying? Or was... No, so it is, um, I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's an interesting book. So it's more of a picture book um, with a little bit of words, kind of evokes a little bit of the Winnie the Pooh kind of story. I was a huge but fan it, of him as a kid, so I might like this book. It's, um, it's just, it's nice to have here because I think especially when you, um, when you work online and you're kind of like a solopreneur kind of business owner, um, having a community around you is amazing and having mentors is amazing, but sometimes you kind of need to be a little bit more self-reliant mm. and, um, you know, there are days when coaches are in meetings and husbands in a meeting and you're like, crap, I'm still having a bad day. And I'll open this book up to a random page. It doesn't really have, um, like a, I mean, it had kind of has a specific storyline, but many of the pages can stand by themselves. And, you know, like, uh, like right here. Um, sometimes I think you believe in me more than I do, said the boy. And, uh, and then it says, you'll catch up, said the horse. Love it. And there's little quotes like that, that kind of just make you think and go, oh, okay. It's, it's a feel good book. I've, um, have you read, uh, chicken soup for the soul? You read that book? I did when I was a kid, I like gobbled those books up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I read, I read a similar book for that purpose too. So yep. Love it. Thank you for bringing that up. Most people are, hey, think and grow rich or, you know, Tony Robbins. So it's good to get a different perspective on that. Yep. Just a fun little um, kind of almost like a kid's book, but it's what, really adult in nature. What was the name and author again? Uh, the Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse by Charlie Mackesee. I can drop okay. it in the comments too. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. Well, Hey, Brittany, I've had an awesome time talking to you here. I'm sure everyone watching this, listening to this has as well. Where do we go to hear more about you? Do we follow you on Instagram? Do we add you as a friend on Facebook? Go to your website? What do we do? Yeah, I would love some more Facebook friends. Uh, so if, if you are interested in connecting more or you just kind of want to follow um, I post dog, cat, duck, and chicken pictures as well with my, all my marketing tips. So if you like animals, um, just hit me a friend request. Awesome. So if you're watching on Facebook, I've tagged Brittany in this, just add her as a friend and, and go from there. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll put a link to Brittany's Facebook in, in the show notes. And I believe you've got a, a free download covering pretty much what we talked about today as well, Brittany. I do. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, um, I can send you the link and, or you can distribute. I, yep, we will. So if you're watching on Facebook, just comment PDF down below and me or Brittany will get that over to you. If you're listening on the podcast, go to the show notes and we'll have a, a link in there. Does that work with you, Brittany? It works great. Awesome. Well, hey, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today, Brittany. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot? Or is there anything you want to finish us off with? Uh, no, I just want to kind of wrap it up with thank you so much for, for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great um, experience kind of watching you grow this group and this community and, 
and seeing people from all around the world. Um, I can't wait to go back in and read the comments on the Facebook group to see what people responded to. But um, yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to chat. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.